hated my body because we're talking about the Stone Angel. Martin Martin Lawrence? Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is the perfect place to start. uh, Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome to Geeks with Kids, your now weekly conversational (laughs) podcast (laughs) about all things geeky and kitty. I am your ultra kids, I guess. Kitty, kitty. What'd I say? Nerdy? Parenty? Yeah. Okay, fine. Parenty. Have it your way. I am the easily swayed host Spears, and to my virtual left is the man with the Star (laughs) Wars pseudonym. Oh, uh, that'd be me. Just say our names, we'll say hi. (laughs) So much easier when we're... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I like Star Wars. I'm looking at my lightsaber right now. All right. <laughs> I'm just like, is that me? What's a pseudonym? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to figure out what a pseudonym is. God, I, I, I am know, I'm so like... pumped to do a live cast. I can't even tell you. You, you just have to say hi, James. <laughs> anyway, so we've got James. Say, say hi, hi, James. James. Uh, hi, James. Howdy ho. <laughs> The man issuing the corrections is Eric. And against all odds, we we have Aaron. (laughs) There was a moment there. I'm back. Hey. (laughs) Sorry, I was in in between scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Your mouth was full. It's the wrong podcast, Spirit. Wrong podcast. Full of scotch. Good stuff. Nope. Swearing? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh gosh. Keep it, keep it clean, gentlemen. So, Aaron, okay. where have you been? What have you yeah. been doing? Um, parenting times two now, which is amazing. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I am getting to see. Uh, on your side to Mercury as he's growing up now and becoming a lot more independent, so I'm hearing a lot more of the word no. And uh, I'm still trying to come up with a code name for um, for the new edition, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to go with yet. Cruise. I could call her Cruise. P. I could call her Little P. I could. Little P. That, but that's actually actually a nickname I call her, so you can use Pickle Done. on this. Pickle. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, Aww. no. You got pickle. I'll go with. Um, nah, nah. Yeah. If Tuck, I'm pretty sure right. that would be my penis. Okay. That might so, be confusing for you, though, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So if I start talking about your penis, <laughs> so much for keeping it clean. That's clean. I'm using. Um, it's not a dirty word. It is a medically <laughs> accurate term. Like we. Which like podcast to, are we on again? Uh, teach I don't know. My the, daughter, the different Scotch. parts of the body. Um, that's what you've been up to this week. Actually, that has happened this week. So, yeah. <laughs> what prompted that? Was or was it just like too. scheduled? I was going. I was going to the shower, <laughs> and then she was like, "What the? What is that?" Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, now I have to explain this." Not yeah, the first time you've heard it's that. It's true. <laughs> oh, welcome to my university all over again. <laughs> I had to explain this. Here goes the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah we've been having discussions like that with mercury now too because he's noticing differences <laughs> and, uh 
Yeah, and he's always like, Mummy, where's yours? And it's like, mm, sorry, dude, she doesn't got one of those. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, with, uh, yeah, okay, with uh, Pickle, she's amazing. Like, she's two months mm. old yesterday, and she's smiling, and she's going to start laughing any day now. Um, it's just at that wonderful, awesome stage where you just do something simple with her and it just like lightens her like her face just like brightens oh, up nice. like even just like <laughs> good morning and it's not meant by crying <laughs> so it's yeah <laughs> give but, that a couple uh, more weeks yeah probably i understand i get enough from mercury issue. already he's oh, giving me tude lately oh, and it's like no. well in a in an in, in an independent way it's you know, nothing, nothing major. It's just you it's know. Funny he's how you know, every morning I have the same conversation with Kara. She'll wake up. I'll go into her room, and as soon as she sees me, the first word out of her mouth is "No, want mama." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll take I'll take you out and oh, bring you man. to mama." And she's like, "No." I'm like, so you want me to go get mommy? She's like, "No, I want mommy now." <laughs> Transform into mommy this minute. She's like, "Yep." <laughs> okay. Well, I, I've I've discovered this week <laughs> that I have a teenager now. Yeah, you're. Dude. So you guys have not. Teenage. I'm, teenage I'm, female. Yeah, mine's only eleven. Too. Chuck is. Chuck is eleven, and uh, I are now. Um, yeah, she, I'm spending time with her on my own, which is, in its way, it's really cool. But at, sometimes it can be very scary when, uh, you know, she's like goes off to do her own thing and she's doing the you know what are you doing i'm spending i'm getting ready and she's spending half an hour to 45 minutes in the bathroom i'm just like you're 11 you shouldn't be spending that much time <laughs> i'm getting i have to do this and i have to do that and i want makeup you're not getting <laughs> no 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 just put on some sneakers they're not stylish <laughs> it took her 45 minutes to get out of bed <laughs> Huh. Oh, it's uh, this is a shades of things to come, and I'm like, no, I'm not ready so for this. So what kind of alcohol are you I shouldn't laugh because it's coming. <laughs> oh, so so what kind of alcohol are you using to deal with this situation? Or actually, no, sorry, uh, this nice. is Canadian Club. Mm-hmm. So good uh, Canadian yeah. whiskey. Oh. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking awesome. steam whistle. Forty Creek myself. <laughs> Ditto. Forty Creek. Steam. Hey. Uh, I also. <laughs> I had a lot of alcohol the in the weekend, <laughs> and I really just needed a regular beer. Is it like you're? It's like you're trying to numb the pain from something. Well, well, Saturday I had uh, the hip concert, right? So there was a lot of drinking that day. Lots of sangria. And then Sunday, I had a Batman v Superman commentary party at my house. Oh, how did that go? Lot. There was a lot of alcohol and a lot of yelling. <laughs> <How did that laughs> <go? laughs> so, yelling at the was... movie or yelling at each other? <laughs> Both. Both. Oh my gosh! I can't how wait much, to hear how this. Many, how many times was Martha, Martha used? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't even remember. And then, like my hard drive that had the movie on it because I was uh, running it off my media center failed near the end of the movie <laughs> so i had to fix the hard drive and then restart from the, wherever we left off and we're just like uh <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun 
Yeah. Why? Why did we but, um, start again? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't actually yell about. I don't think we yelled about Martha. We had one side actually talking about why it's a good idea, and I was like, "Eh, this is stupid." There were sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. was. Yeah, there were there were three people. Who in the right mind? How drunk were they? Was it Stu? Um, but was Stu does st- like the movie. Okay. Um, I had uh, my friend Romeo, um, my friend Hawk, and my friend my my other pod mate uh, Tim. They were all pro Batman v Superman, and then the rest of us were all anti Batman versus Superman. <laughs> were they like badly outnumbered? Like how many people? No, were there? no, it was four to three. I think. Wait, okay. one, two, three, four. Yeah, four to three. Megan was there watching for a bit, and she's like, I can't deal with huh. this. I'm too drunk for this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to post awesome. it on? I've got a copy of it sitting here. Wait, and I can't bring myself to watch it. Oh, it's... Um, gonna... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Are you Are you going to post it on uh, DRD? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to actually post half of it on here if Spears showed up to the recording. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I That's really okay. wanted to go. No, I had okay. to come up at the last minute. No, no, it's totally cool. Yeah. That's why I said oh. it's fine. It's a very, it's a long, it's a three-hour podcast. Like three. You know, if any, if if you've been listening to previous episodes of Geeks with Kids, loyal listeners, then I'm sure you already know probably what I was going to say. Anyway, it, it's, it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) It stinks. (laughs) Yeah. Not the love. It's anything but. I did that. I did that at the end of the that uh, commentary party. (laughs) They're like, we just need a summary (laughs) from each one, and I was like, it stinks. Sorry for ruining that for whoever listens to the other podcast. Uh, that's okay. You, you're doing like the uh, the Fight Club thing where you're showing the end at the beginning. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Zack Snyder is not that uh, clever. <laughs> oh, David Fincher would well, destroy Zack Snyder. Hmm. Well, it, it, hmm. doesn't that uh, kind of lead to that rumor that we were talking about earlier about what DC's planning next to week? kill him? <laughs> what are they playing? <laughs> oh man, um, DC is on September second. DC is having this mysterious live stream event. Um, n- I no real confirmation on what the content of it's going to be, but the rumor is it's a big movie announcement. You think Kevin Smith is going to host it again? What? I hope so. Well, he's got nothing else to do. Well, he's except that would be he awesome. hosting like a weekly talk show on um, AMC with Greg Gunberg. Yeah. Yeah, him and Greg Gutenberg. But isn't uh, I I thought a bunch of those are pre-filmed. <laughs> they pressure, yeah, I guess oh. they would be. Yeah, they're not timely. I'm pretty sure. Man, if Ke- if Kev's hosting, then maybe then maybe I will take some time out of my day. Hmm. I still stop <laughs> everything, Art Camp. We need to watch the profane <laughs> clerks director talk about comic movies. <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I might get this uh, VIP package for. For them, for Kevin and Jay. Mm. Yeah, for Fan Expo. Yeah, it's only 50 bucks. That's actually reasonable. Well, it's funny because I was saying, you know, I, I I got a book from him. I got a picture and an autograph and a book for $21. Now you can get both of them. One picture and you got to pay, what, 50 it's, 60 uh, bucks? No, this is oh. just seating to his uh, Q&A. It's 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so well, when was this, James? When did you get this $21 package? Uh... A couple of years ago, back when he's one of his first books, which is basically a collection of his podcasts. Oh yeah, I remember that book tour. So, so that was coming off of which movie? There yeah. was no movie. It was strictly his book. It was a they called book that he did. It was basically 
the blogs that he had been doing. So and he just collected them. Have you not read in- this book, Spears? It's really good. Um, I've listened to the podcast, so no, I didn't read the book. But I did. I have read um, tough stuff. This was pre. This this was pre podcast. This is back when he was doing his blogs, and he wrote the story "Me and My Shadow," which chronicled uh, him and Muse. It was like he wrote it over a month, and it was the story of him and Muse trying to get Muse sober. And uh, he oh, went off and he did a thing, you know. I happen to be in Toronto when, uh, and I'm looking at the paper, and it says Kevin Smith signing tonight. I'm like, I really <laughs> <want to go." laughs> I'm not going home, so I'm calling my my uh, wife at the time, going, something came up. I'll I'll be home later. I got home <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning, but uh, he was late. he was running late. I stood in line to get the. Uh, they says, "How many books do you want?" I'm like, "I'll take three, because you get a signature with each." And they're like, "They're thirty bucks." I'm like, "How much for one?" <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and then you go up and you you, you know, hand a camera to uh, the to the lady from IKEA or for, from Indigo, and she snapped from a picture. IKEA. Indigo, Indigo. Sorry, Did she build the camera <laughs> while you. Well, she she yeah. No, she just it snapped the picture. I got the picture on my on my camera phone. Handed you your Swedish meatballs. I wish. Oh I man, I love Swedish meatballs. <laughs> yeah, I had my had my minute. I got to talk to him for two seconds, and then uh, then I was off. Cool. Now it's like seven, you know, thirty bucks, fifty bucks. God, and that's modest next to some of the other Fanex packages. Oh yeah. Like um, I was, <laughs> I was looking at the ones for Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. And man, they they've got some. Uh, do you want to? Do you want me to say the right Okay, so there's four. Wait, one, yeah. two, two packages for Stanley. The first one, which is the most expensive one, which is not really that expensive, it's breakfast with Stanley. That's on the Saturday. It's three hundred and sixty nine dollars Canadian <laughs> or two eighty five US, and that includes a hot breakfast buffet, which you know buffet, so it's all you can eat. And then you get an intimate Q and A with Stanley, the best selfie ever with Stanley. Bring your camera. One autograph with Stanley and a Stanley collectible badge. That doesn't sound bad for three sixty nine, especially since he, you know, he's very old. Then there's the backstage with Stanley. Who's it catered by? Um, it's about the Renaissance um, <laughs> Hotel. Then um, you get oh, the okay. backstage. So that's actually going to be pretty good. Yeah. Then you get backstage with Stanley, which is on the Thursday. Ew, Thursday. Uh, it's three forty nine. Stage, Eric. Backstage. Three forty nine or two seventy US. This package includes guaranteed seating to Stanley's general panel st- session, which is at 8, then access to the exclusive backstage event, which is at 9. Stage, Eric. Um, <laughs> best selfie ever with Stanley. Bring your camera. One autograph with Stanley and another Stanley collectible badge. Man. You know, it would almost be worth it. One of my profoundest regrets from my youth is that I never, like, mailed in for a no prize or, like, got any of, like, the ridiculous junk that they would send you from the mm-hmm. Marvel office if you wrote in. Same. I don't know. I was scared of making a bad first impression, which is hilarious because I was, like, 12. I'm looking at this, and about the only one I can afford is a meet and greet with Spock Vegas. <laughs> the cosplayer Spock impersonator. <laughs> Everything else is just mm. way out of my yeah. price range. Is it Elvis with the Vulcan ears? What is Spock it, Vegas? Spock Vegas. If you scroll to the very end of the mm. guest page, 
it gets to cosplayers. And he doesn't even rate in the group. There's a guy that looks like Rick Grimes. There's some guy in horror makeup, and then you get to Spock, Spock Vegas. Vegas. Awesome. So this is all also, uh, like This is all directly from Fan Expo's uh, webpage, Fan Expo uh, Canada There's some girl that's wearing a Pikachu onesie. <laughs> Wait, which one? Which? She's cute though. So oh I, yeah. I, I, Ireland okay. Reed it says cosplayer, but she's just wearing a she's wearing a thing. There's that a lot of uh, at, uh, cosplayers like that. Oh my god, that reminds me. That reminds me. Microsoft trolled me so hard today. Um, yeah. They announced the Xbox One uh, onesie. <laughs> uh-huh. Have you nope. seen this? Um, and before I read the article, <laughs> I was sure that this was like a haptic suit for Xbox One. No. Like it would like Ready Player One you and give you force feedback on oh. the games and stuff. It. Instead, it's just got big pockets for like your controllers, and like you mm-hmm. know, they'll put your name on it or something. I see it. It looks really nice. It looks comfy. In large pockets to fill your Xbox controller and meter remotes, arm pouch to offer quick and a- easy access to your mobile phone, L- rollable legs and arms to cater for all temperatures and season- seasons, forearm grips <laughs> to prevent slipping oh on those edge-of-your-seat moments. That sounds dirty. Uh, extra large hood to accommodate headsets for the ultimate gaming sessions, and customizable gamer tag embroidery. Ooh. Nope. It looks super it's more comfy. like a yeah. no, no, no. That's a so that's not a haptic suit. How much is this thing? Holy crap! What? It's four hundred dollars. Like wearable blankets. Isn't it? <laughs> you could meet Stan <laughs> Lee for that much. I would rather meet Stan Lee. Wait, for is that, that four hundred American? AUD? No, AUD. What's that? It's Australian dollars, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Why is your computer showing you Australian dollars? Hmm. That's the only. Uh, Place they're showing the price. Is this like a pilot project? Like they're selling these in Australia in case there's like an outbreak or something? It's Australia only. Thank goodness. Australia only <laughs> item. Or, or they, they want your Keep credit that. card. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Weird. See? Whereas I'm just going to get my Destiny shirt for 20 bucks. Destiny shirt. Yeah. But that's not a onesie. But it's a Destiny shirt. And I like Destiny. <laughs> Do you still play that? Yeah, I do. It's fun. Well, I still play with a... I have a bunch of friends that play yeah. it, right? So we all play it together. That's how uh, I still talk to Steve yeah. sometimes whenever he's uh, not crazy. Yeah. Um, Isn't Overwatch supposed to have killed it? Overwatch is more a PC game. I don't even see anyone on my uh, on my PlayStation playing it. Uh, most people are playing No Man's Sky, although people are getting angry with that Why? Game. What's happening? Tell me. Tell me in. Really? Why? Uh, lack of um, story. And features and stuff, people are just being like, this is a very pretty game, but it's very shallow. So, But isn't it supposed to be Minecraft in yeah, more space? Or less. Like, isn't but, that the idea? Like, a lot of it is you just mining materials, fixing your ship, going further into space. Rinse and repeat on every planet. No, like, like Minecraft hmm. in yeah. space. But every planet sort of looks the same. So one might be cold, one might be hot, but they oh. all sort of look the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's sort of... Unfortunate. I almost like, said, I almost used bad. a bad word there. So it's like Fallout in space. <laughs> yeah, but Fallout is broken. So <laughs> why? What happened to Fallout? No, it's not broken. No, it's just bored with that game. But I'm getting bored with uh, No Man's Sky too. <sighs> Man, I'm still playing Last of Us. I sunk three hours on grounded mode into this one encounter with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one where you break into the yep. bookstore. I remember. 
And it's like, I so I spent one hour figuring out how to get into the building, the second hour figuring out how to clear out the bottom floor, oh. and I finally figure out how to clear out the top floor, and as soon as I'm walking around, I'm like, yes! Let's scavenge some stuff, because I'm bleeding out of every orifice, virtually. Um, there's like a hojillion more dudes suddenly yeah. rush in you, you from start somewhere. And they kill me almost instantly, and it's like, well, great, it's going to take me another three hours <laughs> to figure out where the hell you these guys You should start upstairs, from. and they come in from the... From the back, you know where you have to leave at the end? That's where they come in from. Um, you start at the top, and you cl- you clear a couple of them. You go downstairs, you kill some. You go back up, and you just keep rinse and repeating that. <laughs> but see, it's grounded, so I run out of ammo almost immediately. You don't need ammo. You stab everyone. I, I, I hardly shoot people like I have that. no shifts. Well, no, you don't need to, right? You can go and you can um, strangle yeah. them. Uh, yeah, that, that's, how I, that's how I just cleared from the bottom that way. Yeah. Um, such a good game. Uh, man, Sigourney Weaver canceled. Oh, that's sad. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, I actually I had an idea for a death Ooh. battle too. Yeah. Um, I watched this week's episode, which was uh, Cammy White from Street Fighter Ooh. versus Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. Uh huh. So, like, something that I actually discussed with my friends in high school. Um, but it got me thinking. Like, they paired those two, like a MK character with a Street Fighter character, and they chose those two. Because they sort of have a similar, like they're like a similar character type. They're both like the military assassin kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? So I thought, like, well, like who would you pair against, like against Joel? Because I was playing Last mm. of Us, like at the same time. So like, who would you pair against this guy? And I realized that it's Ripley from Aliens. Okay. <laughs> Explain. They're both like these, like they're both these grizzled MacGyverish kind of survivors who jury-rig weapons together. So you're, you're talking Ridley in the second one, not in the first uh, one. Ripley in it. Well, yeah, I think in the second one, because in the second one, she's protecting Newt in a similar way to the way Joel is protecting um, Ellie. Hmm. Ellie. Yeah. And then they could uh, they have a, a spin-off feature from Death Battle where they put, pit the side characters against each other. Then Ellie could fight oh. Newt. And she would murder her because Newt is eight. But Newt's got some good, like, (laughs) speed and agility and can hide in places. Sort of. No? Hmm? (laughs) I'm not agreeing with you with any of this. She is fast as little, but Ellie would kill her with death. (laughs) And then she could just bite her, and then it would be all over. Oh, that's fantastic. So then who would be the Bill Paxton... Mm. Who would be the Bill Paxton uh, equivalent then that would go up against him? Was there one from Last of Us that would kind of like be like that? The game over, game over, Bill kind of Paxton. No. 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 Okay. There's no one in that. No. Uh, well, wait, isn't because um, you the, you occasionally bump into other survivors and kind of go with them. Um, yeah, but no one was that um, <laughs> scared all the time. Scared, but then knew when oh, to turn it off. Oh, that's true. That's true. Even even the guy who ultimately freaks out um, after that—that that was only because his brother died. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, a, he was... <laughs> it's a four-year-old game. It's a spoiler. <laughs> Shut up, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel so yet. bad now. It's sitting I here. I bad. gotta play this. <laughs> so hey, oh, that reminds me. If you did want to go back and play old games, I hear there's this insane new way that Sony wants you to do that. How's that? Uh, PS Now, Boo. which is coming to Windows. 
What? It's true. It is. Yeah, yeah. they're releasing a dongle um, that's like what fifty bucks, so you can play with your PlayStation Four controller on your computer. Yeah, well, which is weird because it's Bluetooth, so it should just connect to your computer if you have Bluetooth or a dongle. I don't know. Go to Costco. Go to I find Costco. It, it seems like a weird. Uh, yeah, it seems like a weird uh, cash grab there. PlayStation Now. I almost swore. Almost. I don't know. I don't like it. You're getting loose with your morals, Mister. <laughs> I'm just angry at the world. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so I'm mad? I'm so mad because I'm tired. And I have allergies right now. <laughs> oh. oh, God, me too. It's the worst. Mm. It is. Whiskey something. Mm. <laughs> Whiskey's gone. Oh, man. Charlie Cox is going to be at Fan Expo. Daredevil himself. Oh. Or Tristan from Stardust. Oh, yeah. Which is who I would uh, totally get him to sign for. <laughs> Stardust is such a good movie. Yes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's the same yeah. guy? I had no idea that's the same guy. I love Stardust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, uh, Robert De Niro's yeah. best work. <laughs> so it's uh, him with his uh, real accent like, as opposed to Daredevil where he's using his fake Just accent. like how John Cusack is going to be there. He's slumming it because his sister's wow. going to be there. Is he? Oh. Yeah, he's going to be there Saturday only. Hollywood mm-hmm. icon. I was, I was going to say, what's what he categorizing yeah, what and which uh, section would what he be in? Hollywood icon. No I went last year. I got I got ticked off because uh, hot tub oh, yeah, time machine. True, common air. No wait, hot tub time machine. No, no, two. he was in the first one, not the second one. Yeah, he, uh, he oh, had okay. enough pride not to go for the second one. <laughs> they Which left is understandable. Brothers got to get paid. From what I've seen of the second one, horrible, horrible. Well, you could do con air. Con air is kind of a genre movie. Uh, yeah, a, a bayish, bayish film. Alan. It had Cole Meany in it. Cole Meany's in everything that's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. He's also on a show about trains. Well, that's true, but they're trains from space. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Or hell. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyone else, like, yes. anyone else at Fan Expo that you would pay money to see? Alan Tudyk. Yes. yes. Just for Con Man. She'll stay. But yeah, I, she's I lovely. Sure. Is Mal going to be there? Uh, Nathan Fillion? No. Mm. No, John Barrowman is uh, going to be there. I would pay money to see John Barrowman. I passed him the year before, and he had uh, a couple of years ago, and he had nobody in line. But I didn't know who he so was. With John Barrowman, oh. he's wonderful. Yes, but it was only when he was doing Torchwood, and I didn't know who, what Torchwood was. Oh, Tony Todd, Torchwood. him, and the guy from Candyman. Tony Todd, uh, I would pay money to see Tony Todd, the, guy the voice did, guy, the voice guy, Tony Cobb, uh, or, or He was. He he's was, not uh, he's there this year. He was on his own. I went one year and it was Barbara Evans and uh, who, um, from Dallas, uh, J.R. Ewing. J.R. Ewing. Uh, oh, was, I was there that year too. And he was standing there by himself and nobody was in line because nobody wanted to pay $45 for an autograph. Barbara Evans, who looked hot, she had, she had a few people, but I felt really bad for the guy. And he almost wanted to go and just get an autograph just to say, oh. hey, you know what, you know, thanks. And then he died the next year. <laughs> oh. oh, so now you really feel yeah. bad. You know, he was broke. And the last time I went, I think the biggest. Oh, last yeah. time I went, it was a. Um, I think the event was like a Star Trek captains mm-hmm. thing, I, like um, William Shatner. Yeah. Well, was that the one when Picard was there too? 
That was like yeah. six years ago. Nice. <laughs> yep, that sounds right. Um, the biggest ones that I got to see were uh, Billy D. Williams. Yep. Ooh. Um, I got a signed photo with him. I got uh, Walter Koenig. Koenig. Hmm. Uh, check up. I got him to sign a Babylon Five photo, which was a lot of fun. He yeah. didn't give, he didn't oh, care. You mean nope. yeah. <laughs> But I thought it was check cool. off. It's actually alive. Oh, sorry. Too yeah. Soon, I know. Oh, too sorry. soon. Like way too soon. Um, and uh, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno, but Lou Ferrigno comes out, comes in a lot. Is he going to be back at the Hamilton? It was one of the years. That he needs money. Did. Yeah. Oh, he hey, was sorry, super continue. cool though. He was, no, continue. Go like, ahead. Oh no. Like, of all of them, Lou was the chattiest. Like, Billy was really nice, Walter was a little reserved, um, but, like, Lou actually, like, seemed to really want to have a conversation, and I felt bad, because I had the least to converse with him about. Well, you, didn't, you, fle- you flex real good. You didn't compare gym, uh, gym uh, training secrets and supplements? And- <laughs> my, my gym training secret at the time was to eat <laughs> slightly fewer um, chocolate things. Yeah, that would work. Adam West, I would pay for. Yeah. He's there this year. Him and Burt Ward. And Burt Ward, yeah. Uh, oh, man. They should put him in a panel with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. That would be fun. Be Jillian cool. Anderson? Well, she's hilarious. in Toronto all the time now, though. I mean, she's... But she's so purdy. <laughs> she would be fascinating to talk to, actually. She seems to have lived a really, really like interesting... Mm. Uh, a really interesting celebrity experience. Yeah, we talked, we've talked about Kate it. Mulgrew's... Yeah. A couple times. Sorry, Kate Mulgrew is also coming. Look like Kate Mulgrew. Um, Captain Janeway. Mm. Yeah. And now I think she's promoting uh, yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah. Haley Atwell. Where she is oh, yeah. Atwell. I love her. Yeah. She's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Bill Goldberg, Friday only. Uh, yes. The wrestler? Um, this isn't important. Let's move on to something else. Okay. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> Before. <laughs> I was going through the entire list. Cosplayers uh-huh. that are still there. Oh, oh what was oh, it? Joe Caseta is is there, and he's got some really outrageous package. <laughs> tell us, oh, okay. Cut the podcast. Tell, us, tell, us, tell us about Joe Caseta's outrageous package. Well, uh, well, oh. That one. Crap. <laughs> you, you walked into his package? No. Uh, <laughs> I need another drink. I think it broke Spears. <laughs> no, this is sorry. The imagery is precious. Hey, yeah, you know, there, you oh, know, no. something I think, you well, have well, to do well, just to get into the industry. Okay. Uh, Hi, oh. Well, on the subject of getting into the industry, wasn't one of the uh, one of the items on Joe Caseta like a, a thousand bucks to like sit down with him? Well, you know. You get to sit down yeah, with him. Like, it's one, no, but like it was like wasn't it described as like a like a private roundtable kind a, of it's thing? It's an exclusive roundtable discussion with Joe Caseta and front row seats to the private Q and A. So you get two times to talk to him. I would love to talk to him. I'd sit there and just gawk. Why did you let Kevin Smith run his Daredevil and not let him finish? Let him or, finish. Or, well, make him finish. But they're buddies. He wouldn't think, make him do anything. Well, he only got one book out. But it was a good book. But it was one. Guardian Devil was a really. I have good. a signed copy of it. But there was what was that one that he did that it, it was supposed to be the re uh, him versus Bullseye the big the big uh, it basically it's, it's Daredevil contemplating life Bullseye killing a character and it was supposed to be the big showdown after his whole series and it was. 
and it never and it never and it's still unfinished. Mm. They just kind of let him. Yeah, it's a bummer. Since then, like since then, Kev's got a lot better about actually finishing uh, what he starts. I mean, the his third Batman miniseries, notwithstanding. Yeah, yeah, fair. Well, the widening uh, gyre is still coming, but uh, yeah. well, the widening gyre oh, finished. Gyre, gyre. Like it was supposed to lead into a third mini. I think it's gyre. He only did the one one series, right? There was no. No, he did um, cacophony, oh, then widening gyre. Um, and then Bellicosity is the planned follow-up. And it's still on the books, so I guess it's like whenever he gets around to writing it. But he, he's on time with Batman 66 and Green Hornet and all the other, like, all the dynamite stuff he's doing. All the stuff he's doing with This Paul is Garman. what happens when you, you know, he has nobody sitting over top of him going, finish your books. He's just like, I'll smoke another one. Na, 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 I need a snack. Batman. Yeah, I'll do a podcast now. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, there's a Firefly photo op with Alan Tudyk, uh, Marina Baccarin, and Jewel Strait. State. $175. Oh, how much is that? $175. Three of them. Uh, if I sold some magic cards, maybe I'd get $175. You could have a picture with Jay and, Mew, uh, Jay and uh, Bob for 80 bucks. I wouldn't need to sell anything to pay 80 bucks. See, I missed mm. out. Jewel State walked past me more than once at work at my old job, and I mm. didn't have the guts. Well, she's just, very pretty, so it's hard. There going, <laughs> uh, you said two funny things. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. In the movie version, you totally wait until their last day at work and like show up in like your brown coat outfit and like serenade her with the theme song. Oh, of course. Maybe, of course. You should, have, you should have written out a giant love note on giant uh, pieces of paper and then just gone through it. I'm really silently. not this creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a picture with the Daredevil team. It's Brian. Um, what's his name? Charlie Cox. Uh, who's Henson? Oh, um, what's his name? Foggy. Foggy. Mm. And then the Punisher for two hundred dollars. And then he jump. And then the Punisher jumps over to the Walking Dead panel, so that way he can get a, a few more bucks. Uh huh. It's a very efficient con for him. Mm-hmm. He's deserved it though, man. Like his his seasons on Walking Dead, he was just fantastic. He was good in the first one, not in the second one, man. Uh, the second one was not he a was, fantastic uh, season, but I I I don't know. I bought his. I I bought the heel turn. Yeah. Like, it had been built up long enough, and, like, the, you know, the thing where he, like, he shaves his head, and he's, you know, that... I, I thought he maybe rubbed so his head over good. much. Like, did you notice that? Like, every three <laughs> seconds, he was, like, rubbing his head? Well, it was new. It was fresh. He liked the feel. <laughs> Hadn't grown back yet. Hmm. I wonder if I could, uh... Maybe I should make those, uh, Geeks with Kids shirts, and then get a picture with Jay and, uh... Jay and uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, you should bring them shirts. There you go, yeah. Yeah. You should bring them shirts. Well, what am I going to do? Here, here, here's a... I don't know what size you are. Triple XL? You lost a lot of weight. Double XL? Bring mm. every size. <laughs> you have a bag of holding. Bring every shirt. That's true. I could. Hmm. 80 bucks, though, for a picture. I could do that. With, yeah, for mm. sure. We'll see. We should go to Fan we Expo. Posted your website. Well, we might be going to Fan Expo, so we should go to Fan Expo oh. one way or the other. Yeah. I'll be there on Friday. If you guys want to join? Cool. I already bought my tickets. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting on uh, something that I might uh, 
then I'll probably join you. We should have a super unofficial Geeks with Kids meetup at like some bar near Fan Expo. That and way- then no one shows up. It'll <laughs> be Stu. Stu shows up. <laughs> I was about to say that we can hang out with Stu. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't. I'm actually. I'm. I'm doing the with kids thing. Uh, well, no, I would. I would bring mine too. They gotta learn sometime. To the bar. There's a baby in a bar. She's been in a bar before. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be her first time. <laughs> Thanks, <hers are> <laughs> She's the designated driver. Oh man! But I think it would be cool to bring her. I think she would enjoy it. She yeah. might get overwhelmed. You know, my, uh, my kids doing cosplaying. I'm. Yeah. I'm debating bringing Clark uh, with me. I know, like. Um, uh, one of my cousins is going with his kid uh, this year, and they're the same age. So, how much are tickets for these little ones? Is there uh, little ones is ten bucks for all little ones, or is uh, it just? Uh, I think thing? it's one for each one for each adult ticket bot that you can get one one kid uh, one kid ticket. Strange. Yeah. It'd be weird to have like a yeah. kid under two being paid for. It would be very tough. Mm. I, you know, it, it's one of those I found. Especially if you're in the aisles, it gets mm-hmm. really crowded. Well, I would carry here. Yeah, but it's just, I, I mean, my biggest problem when I took uh, Chuck the first time was the, the various costumes of various weapons. People were swinging things in the aisles, and you kind of want to yeah, walk behind and, and take the giant foam you know, sword or the person Smack that was posing with an that, that got me was the person posing with an arrow, and she put an arrow in, she pulls it back. And even though it didn't have a, a, a broadhead on it, mm-hmm. that thing, you let it go in that crowded place that was going through somebody. Was it blunted? Like, like, did it have, like, a foam no, thing at the end? No, she just had, like, it. she had no arrowhead, but she had an arrow mm. in a bow, and she pulls it back. And I'm going, A, why did they let that in they there? They probably wouldn't It's now, a real bow. Um, they're cracking down quite hard on, uh, fan, on cosplay weapons. Oh yeah, and they had the. I mean, it was it was the uh, the people walking around with the various elaborate costumes, and it just there's not enough mm-hmm. room. You know, I can pre- appreciate what they're trying to do, but sometimes you got to go. You know, just don't try walking down the aisle during yeah. rush hour. I'm really appreciating you know, your uh, your cloud squall um, cosplay, but you'll need a separate ticket for that sword. Mm-hmm. Yes, or the people that were selling the swords. You know, they they were selling the the replicas. But these are big stainless steel. You swing it; it's yeah. like a battle axe. Uh, you know, I've always wondered why they don't have a system like they do at like the airport at duty free, where it's like you yeah, buy these duty. things and they, like put them in a box. <laughs> duty, and <laughs> they like put them in a box or something for you. That's too much. Well, that's there. what they're starting to do now. Is but they, they will, you know, you buy it and then you can pick it up at the end before mm. you leave. But you couldn't; you weren't allowed to yeah, walk yeah, around. That's with them. true. Because yeah. those replica swords, you I know, just, say, yeah. I bought the the long sword from Game of Thrones. You, you start swinging that if some guy decided to in a closed area. Yeah, uh, it's gonna hurt somebody. Um, some years yeah. ago, I went with a buddy who bought some replica swords, and like it, there was almost a similar incident to that. Mm. Oh, you know, like it's I don't know. I, I think the, the the put it in the box is a good idea. For our listeners, uh, a child passes for ages six to twelve. If your child is five and under, they don't need a ticket and are free with an adult. <gasps> Clark is five and under. If you, Clark may be five and under for a long time. <laughs> if your child is thirteen and older, they need a regular ticket. Okay. Well, you know what? Ten bucks. That's when it's good. We're going to stop going. I got oh, two man. more years left. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck. You're, you, you know, I'm at the point right now that Chuck is very. Uh, she she is very. 
um, truthful. Well, that's a lie. No, it's not a lie. You know, you get the kids' menu. No, I'm 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 this old. No, stop it. We'll pull up to the drive-in. She's like, "There's food under the seat. We just went to the ballpark." <laughs> You're right. In the t- I'm not taking you anywhere. I can't afford to go with you anywhere. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, you say that later. <laughs> oh, there's such karma from conversations like this. I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's recorded too. Like, how much you want to bet that our kids swing around with on us with some of this stuff down the road? Oh, of course. You know they'll they'll be pulling this back, going, "You remember what you said about me? Now I'm going to be putting you." In that <laughs> hole. I assume my kid will never find this, no, or at least never <laughs> want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, Dad, are you recording that podcast again? <laughs> Why don't you just, like, project with your mind like the rest of us? Oh. Oh. Implants. Implants. One of 14 podcasts I get bored with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, no kidding. What next? I get Um, bored. Move on. (laughs) Man. Whiskey gives you ADD, man. I'm beer. Beer is, uh... Beer gives you ADD, man. Beer. Isn't that ADD? I just want to move. Move. Uh, what do you want to move to? Um, oh, this is a super ham-fisted segue. You know how it's awesome? How kids, like, uphold your legacy and stuff? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess on this... His kids have abandoned him. Dad's drinking already. Oh, that was fast. <laughs> let, me, let, let me say that a different way. On the subject of children looking back on their parents' work, um, Jack Kirby's kids are contributing to Marvel.com's inaugural uh, Kirby Week, celebrating legendary comic creator Jack Kirby's 99th birthday. Um, They're contributing to uh, Marvel's uh, This Week in Marvel podcast, and there's a lot of sort of extensive writing being done about Kirby's contributions Mm. To uh, to Marvel's catalog, very little talk about his work for DC so far hmm. that I've read. Sounds like something that well, uh, yeah. maybe uh, we can write about on our website. By we, I mean not me. Maybe Spears. <laughs> oh man, See, th- that's funny because this is the sort of thing I brought James <laughs> on to bitch it about. <laughs> because as knowledgeable yeah, as I am, right? <laughs> as knowledgeable as I am about Thor, the Hulk, Fantastic Four, X Men, and of course Captain America. All of which Jack Kirby co-created. Uh, Captain America back in the 40s, back when Marvel was timely comics. Um, I know next to nothing about Fourth World and New Gods and the stuff that Kirby contributed at DC. And it was so influential. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I mean, he's the guy that was, if it wasn't his for his creations, I mean, a lot of that stuff that they used the, the Super Friends when they were trying to mature the Super Friends and and build that that series that was the stuff that we were introduced to the dark sides the mm-hmm. the apocalypse the fourth world kirby characters and they were the foils for the batmans and supermans and now with the new cinematic universe that's where they're going with the apocalypse and and i think um steppenwolf is going to be the new villain for the yeah. next movie yeah. and and they're building towards dark side kind of like what Marvel was doing with, you know, Marvel. I mean, they're just basically copying what Marvel did. When they got a big purple guy, let's uh, let's get our big purple guy and let's put him in there. In fairness, that's where that's Thanos that's... came from in the comics. 
He was yeah, and he was a, a spinoff of Jack Kirby's mm. Dark Side. Too bad Steppenwolf looks horrible in the new DCU DCN. Uh, well, every time you say Steppenwolf, all I think about is magic carpet ride. You think of First Contact? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, what I think of is a movie called Go, Oh, that was that was a great a, movie. Sarah Pauli in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they had a great. Um, they had this awesome, like horribly, like late nineties techno remix of Steppenwolf. It was amazing. Uh, I don't know if you. What you're yeah, talking about? Magic. It was I really do listen good. to it every so often. It was really good, but <laughs> it was very much a product of its time. That's true, I guess. The whole movie was, but it was it was a really good movie. It very much trying to be like a, a pulp fiction with a younger cast, mm-hmm. right down to like the weirdly like segmented uh, plotline. Like you, it followed different characters through interconnected stories, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, it man that. I'm gonna watch that movie again. That was that was one of the I'm first not gonna DVDs I ever lie. I'm on Netflix right now, seeing if it's on there. <laughs> That's because I haven't seen it in such a long time. And it is a good movie. I really enjoyed it. You could, it is. It's really good. There's. I remember there being some really oh, strong performances. It doesn't look like it's up there. I may have to acquire it. To this day, man, I still remember. Oh God, what's the actor? There was a um, there's this one like an older actor like a really recognizable actor who was playing like this mobster, and in one of the stories like one of his like one of his underlings gets shot up by one of the characters mm-hmm. and he's taking a bullet out of this guy's arm and he gives this really like long and like thoughtful diatribe about how you know in the old days you used to rise through competence you would be a smarter criminal so you would move up in the organization, but now everyone in the organization is so stupid. Um, that the guy on top can't do his job because the guy under him is messed up. So they get rid of the guy on top, and the guy who's stupid moves up, and the cycle continues. Are you talking about William Fitchner? I might be. He's... Um, I think about that diatribe an awful lot. An awful lot when I like go to stores and stuff. Jay Moore, Scott Wolf, Sarah Pauly, Katie Holmes. Jane Cook. Krakowski? Yeah. Melissa McCarthy was in it? What? Timothy <laughs> Oliphant. There's a lot of... Oh, and what, what's his name? What's his name from uh, Party of Five? Um, Scott, Scott Wolf. Yeah, Scott Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Diggs is in it? He was really good. He was funny. He was really funny. Everyone was really the, funny. The only one that actually. really kind of stands out is, like, Sarah Pauly has no right to be in this movie. Yeah. She was great. She was great. She was really fantastic. She was great in everything. I'm sorry, I'm still, you know, she snubbed me at, a, at an award show one night, oh. so I, I don't, don't kind of like oh. her. I went over to introduce myself and shake her hand and congratulate her at uh, at the, what was it, the Geminis or the Genies, and she walked away from me. Ouch. Yeah. She's an excellent I, I actress. Like I, I have no knowledge of her as a person, yeah. but her work is phenomenal. And her cover of Courage is good. She might, it might have been a Oh, Courage. I want to listen to that now. My word. It's on our website. So Rule three. Rule three, Eric. I'm not crying right now. I did I did that all on the weekend. You have no emotions left? No emotions. Only hang anger. Hanger. No anger. <laughs> Just anger. Just enjoy the time while you have it. <laughs> oh god. Sorry. Anyway. No, I, so I, I, I have an like experience. <laughs> Nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Just oh, Kirby! That, um, we're talking yeah. about Kirby. How did this get we to go? We were talking about Kirby. No, uh, we we touched base on it. J- uh, yeah. yeah, James explained uh, Kirby's contributions to DC. Um, 
you know, hugely influential artist. Um, without him, we certainly wouldn't have the Marvel Universe or any of its most popular characters. I... And and I, I would challenge that he probably wouldn't have, you know, he was so influential even before Marvel. Like, Kirby was one mm. of the pioneers. Because you're going back to 19, what, 1941? And those were the guys that were involved, you know, the Jewish guys that were contributing in their own ways in the war effort, too. You know, and then you even go back, if you want to go to Kirby, take a look at um, his contributions during the uh, during Argo. If you see the movie Argo. Oh, yeah, the, the posters, yeah. Sci-fi stuff, the posters and all the artwork. That was Jack Kirby. <laughs> That's was awesome. I didn't that. catch that. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, well, they didn't, didn't show, they show the, the poster, movie, though? What happened was... Well, they show the poster, but what they did was they, they said, we need to make this look as legit as possible. And they said, Jack, can you draw these things for us? They didn't tell him what it was for, but it was basically do it and there's nothing really here, but just draw a bunch of uh, storyboards because we had to make the movie look legit so that way they could get these guys out. So they were like, we got Jack Kirby. He's doing all the artwork. And everybody went, Jack Kirby, oh yeah, he's the guy that does work. He was that well known and that well respected. Hmm. Yeah. But they, that he could get, you know, his name was at least known in, in Iran when they were getting yeah. these guys out. Well, he, he start, like he started in the 40s, like work for hire with Timely and Harvey and all those guys. Then he serves during World War II, comes back in the 50s, and like Wikipedia credits him with having invented romance comics. Huh. Like, straight up invented a whole genre. That's... Huh. Well, it, it's funny, too. I mean, it's one of those guys that you look at. Like, there's very few people, uh, I would say, like a topic. Farland, you know, Ditko, where their style is... You don't even have to question it. You look at it and you go, that's a Jack Kirby. Or like Jim Lee. Or Jim... Well, Jim Lee... I mean, but Jim Lee is... Jim Lee took a while to get to be the Jim Lee. That's true. You know, Kirby is like, you look at Captain America and his style is the same style. I don't know. I think the difference is, like, in Jim Lee's era in the 90s, that's when you had the advent of house style. When they would pick, like, one artist style and be like, everyone draw like him. And I think they picked Jim Lee at Marvel in the 90s, which is why you have dudes like Rob Liefeld and Eric Larson who tried to snap their art styles as close to Jim Lee's as they could. Which isn't yeah, necessarily Liefeld could draw feet. <laughs> well, Liefeld's credentials notwithstanding, like I know, like Larson, when he leaves for Image, his style gets a lot more Kirby influenced. Mm-hmm. Like he he naturally draws a lot more crackle and a lot more a lot boxier uh, figures. But his stuff at Marvel looked like he was doing his best McFarlane or Lee impression, depending on what book he was working on. So I feel like Lee does... And you even take a look at, like, uh, McFarlane. One of McFarlane's earliest books, his, well, his very first book for Marvel, is a G.I. Joe episode, uh, or G.I. Joe issue. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the fact that you see his name at the bottom of it, and it's the issue that introduces, it's a famous one, it introduces uh, Law and Order, Fast Draw, Lieutenant Falcon, and Chuckles, and Zanzibar, the Dreadnought. And it's... It looks like every other book that's out there. It's kind of like you know, a director directing a TV yeah, episode. He was you drawing don't really in the house style. It was house style, and it wasn't until he got to Spider-Man. Even after <laughs> Spider-Man, when he was there, it was he started to do the, to do the spaghetti webs 
And they said, you can't do that. Until they saw the what sales on the book, and then they were like, please keep doing that. And then it, then it, they gave him his own book. But that was... You, you know, you're right about... draw Everybody draw this way, because that's the Marvel way. That All the books are going to look the same. Yeah. Now they're a little bit better about it. Like, you can have... Aside from, like, signature books like Hawkeye, which are, like, marked out to have a particular style, or were marked out, I should say. I don't know what the current incarnation were, of the yeah. book is. I haven't been following, which is too bad. Well, I've heard it's quite good. Well, here's a spoiler. The, the book has been cancelled. <laughs> and so the book was cancelled. They are going to bring another series back. But did you hear what they did with Hawkeye? What did they do with Hawkeye? Okay, so none of you, and I, and I haven't been reading it either outside of the first issue, the Civil War series. They, they have a premonition that the Hulk is going to reemerge and he is going to kill everybody. So they go to stop Bruce Banner. Oh, yeah, this, I, I, I actually read this <laughs> issue. <laughs> and, and apparently, and I, I didn't buy it, I read it in the store. Um, hmm. All of a sudden an arrow comes out of nowhere right in the head, drops him dead. And it turns out afterwards that there was a, they arrest Hawkeye and it was all set up that Bruce Banner had said, you're, uh, you know, I'm going to give you the arrow because I know that you will, you know, you'll eventually be able to live with yourself afterwards and the decisions that have to be made. But, you know, if I ever go to Hulk out again and, you know, it's bad, you're the guy. Yeah. And he sees things before other people does. He has that, his vision is that good. Like he, he knows when things are going to happen. And he saw a glint of green in his eyes, which made him shoot him. And that's, you know, and so now, what are we going to have? Hawkeye in prison. You know, Hawkeye's like uh, a murderer. And that's it's part of the whole thing with what they're doing with the new Marvel. And apparently the sales are tanking. Especially when they go up against DC and what they're doing. Uh, and DC's that's, pretty good right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling... Red. I'm scrolling through Marvel's solicits for November. I don't see anything for Hawkeye. No, because the book, the the one that Jeff Lemire was writing, kind of meandered, had a small little storyline, and then basically they said, ah, we're stopping it. And that was about a week or two before Aww, the Civil War. That's too bad. I feel out. like that's not Jeff's fault. Like, even Fraction's Hawkeye was sort of a meandering, like, to the side story. It wasn't like... He wasn't fighting Thanos or anything, you know. You know, it was more of a. It was an editorial thing that they just kind of went. Um, we're stopping it. And Jeff Lemire is. I mean, he's writing everything right now. He's he's doing all the X books. He's going to do the new X Men versus Inhumans. He's writing that. Hmm. Uh, isn't that that? So it looks like, like I'm looking at the November solicits. That looks like Charles Charles Soule. He must be okay. writing crossovers. Like, if he's on the X-Books, he must be involved in it in some way. There is one that I just read the solicits in the one of the big books uh, that they had, uh, one of the freebies, and that uh, Lemire, and I, I follow him because he's a Yeah, he's guy. Canadian, he, he did Essex County. Uh, Sweet yeah. Tooth. And then uh, some of the best uh, Green Arrow yeah. books. Hey, you guys want to try something? No. No? <laughs> yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> yeah, you want me to go through the Marvel solicits, I'll call out a title, and if you're interested, if you would pick this up off the shelf, um, I'll read you the description, and then we can do sale or no sale. Are you, you going to tell us what the cover looks Sounds like? Because that's what, I, I buy a lot of things based on that. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I'm just joking. I swear. No, no, go. 
<laughs> yeah, I swear, what's the time? Someone called the time. Uh, 107. 106. Okay. Ah, uh, I stink <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I'm editing this one, aren't Yes, I? you are. <sighs> it's on your computer. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, okay. Um, so, sale or no sale. Um, IVX Zero. Um, on the cover is Black Bolt with angry crackling energy on his head, facing down a really angry looking Cyclops. Yes! Um, <laughs> I like Black right. Bolt. Um, and him fighting, uh, him fighting Cyclops, which is a misunderstood character, I'm fine with. But is it new oh, Cyclops yeah. or old Cyclops? It's, uh, it's new Cyclops. It's the one with the X on no. his face. I'm fine with that. The X on his face no. is... No, that's new. Or that, sorry, that's, that's the old. older no. one. Oh, Cyclops. sorry, I misunderstood what you meant by new versus old. New new meaning the young kid. No, this isn't the, the, this isn't the time-displaced one. This is the original Scott Summers. Uh, variant cover by Alan uh, Davis. Yes. Variant by Ron Lim. Yes. Okay, I'd say I, I'm going to yes. go no. Okay, Eric... Oh, I didn't think of a way to... So someone says yes. Um, Read it out. Inhumans versus, <laughs> Inhumans versus X-Men no, no, Mega no, Event. It, it has to be a majority. Nope, nope. You weren't oh. here when we started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll, ju- I'll just summarize this one. This is like a prologue issue leading into IVX, Inhumans versus X-Men, I'm fine with uh, that. number one. I'm looking forward to the humans um, uh, killing the X-Men so that there are no uh, X-Men in the Marvel Universe and, you know, mirroring the <laughs> cinematic uh. universe. If we can't do a murder, we're they're dead that's to a, us. Except that's exactly what's going to happen. If I was younger and more naive about comic books, I would read it hoping the X-Men would win. Because nothing would please me more than seeing the Inhumans brutally killed. <laughs> I was never a fan of the Inhumans. I just like... They just, they no get. one is! Like, the and ratings for Agents crap. of S.H.I.E.L.D. prove it. Well, you know... That's why they're going to... <laughs> if they had bad, you know... If they had good writing on uh, Agents of Shield and good acting, maybe. Uh, but only a couple well, of them. Similarly, if they had good if they had good writing for the Inhumans, mm. like nothing against Charles Charles Soule, I feel like a lot of this is editorially guided. But look, the, the concept isn't bad. Like you have this secret society of super freaks who have these like Games of Throne esque conflicts about who gets to be in charge. That shouldn't be bad. Mm. Yet historically, <laughs> it's been bad. Anyway, it's, it's, um, it was yeah. Oh, yeah. also, the pitch on this book okay. is um, mutants, uh, beast, and ISO travel the world to learn a desperate truth. The X Men assemble their ranks, and the Inhumans prepare for war. I would get that. I would probably get it to. Yeah, it sounds neat. Yeah. Um, uh, going back on the Ghostbuster Ghost Rider on uh. Agents of Shield. They're not even getting the good Ghost Rider. They're putting Robbie Reyes in there. <laughs> well, they don't have to pay for Nick well, Cage. Nick Cage, is- who still probably got some. Yeah, but that that was for the. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm getting tired from this year. It's too bad. I love Ghost Rider on a motorcycle, yeah. but him in a car. Um, I. They could have put Daniel Danny Ketch in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. That would have been cool. That was the Ghost Rider I grew up with. Like I read oh, yeah. some of the Johnny Blaze stuff in reprints, and they brought him into the Danny Catch comics eventually. He had a cool but... motorcycle. 
I, I do kind of like the Blaze motorcycle better. If no, I'm me honest. too. But that's the one I grew up with, the Danny Ketch one. With the the Danny Ketch one was was such a good looking character, though. I mean, from a you know just that was and that was the one that they kind of used in the movies, as far as the look, hmm. the studs and the the jacket and the, mm-hmm. as opposed to the the Johnny Blaze V yeah, jacket, yeah. which w- it was a little bit like it was kind of a little bit. It almost looked campy in some of the original, in some of the original art. Yeah, you know, it like, was one of those. Depending on who wrote it or who drew it, it was never one that you bought for the story. It was always one. It was more of the artwork. It's too bad, man. There was this one reprint issue that was like it was printed in the nineties. I cannot remember the writer or the artist for the life of me, but they really tried to bring it into line with that super gothy Midnight Sun stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was was Johnny Blaze recounting the origin. He's in, like, a confessional recounting the origin. And, I mean, we all know the origin at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Circus Performer makes a deal with the devil um, to, save his, um, to save his buddy, his fellow Circus Performer. It goes his sideways, dad. and the devil turns him into Ghost Rider. Wasn't he, he a stunt performer, yeah. not a circus performer? He was a stunt performer oh, at a okay. circus. It was a circus, yeah. Like it was a big tent. Um, and but the, the twist in this reprint that was really that was interesting was like, you know, he says like he's now he like he can feel when some when someone deserves vengeance and that's led him here. And the priest is like, oh really? He's like, yeah, you know, I. And the weirdest thing, I found this priest lying in a ditch not too far from here. He was dying, but he said that somebody was trying to steal the gold from his uh, from his church. And you see the guy getting all sweaty. And then you see this glow coming from uh, Johnny Blaze's side of the of the confessional. Hey, it was really well done. Hmm. But uh, then when I went back and reread some of the original Johnny Blaze stuff, it didn't quite have that uh, that that feel. No, it was it was a hit and miss comic. You know, I mean, it's one of those characters that they keep trying, but they just can't seem to. You know, that's why now they've got the the. What fourth incarnation of of the character? They've tried a female uh, Ghost Rider. They've oh, tried, yeah. and that one kind of I don't died even remember that. It was it was so in and out. Um, yeah, it was during the first all new uh, Marvel expansion, maybe two three years ago. She crossed over with uh, with Venom, which is uh, why I knew about her at all. Yeah, and I think they used Hawkeye in. Yeah, you know, she had a crossover with Hawkeye. But, yeah, it was one of these, you know, it was when they were doing the mysterious characters. We don't know who it is, and so people just kind of got bored. There were like four issues in, we still don't even, you know, at at this point we just don't care. Thanos number one. Uh, Thanos, Jeff Lemire writing, Mike Diodato on art. Uh, Cover (laughs) is Thanos' grinning mug glowing with purple energy. I love I love Jeff Lemire. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm going to go back to Ghost Rider because I found the issue that Spears was talking about. Uh, it's called the the Curse of Jonathan Blaze. It's uh, from 1982. Wow, a, a buddy of mine had it, um, and I used to read it when I was over at his place. So I never, I didn't really yeah. know uh, where it yeah. was or what it was. <laughs> Ghost Rider Volume Two, Number Sixty Eight. There you go. Sorry, continue. Thank you. Uh, How much does it go for I'm these not days? Not on that type of site. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Oh, there man. we go. Uh, Alejandra was the third Ghost Rider. Technically mm. fourth, oh. yeah, because they, they include the uh, the Western I've version. The Western oh, one. yeah, yeah. The... During the 2011 crossover Fear Itself, and uh, a Nicaraguan woman named Alejandra becomes Ghost Rider through a ritual performed by a man named Adam. She demonstrates many previously unknown powers, blah, blah, blah. She is deprived of its full power when Johnny Blaze took it back. Oh, she looks cool. Basically said mine. Hmm. Here, I'll pause. I don't have a picture of her. It, it did look kind of cool. It was a little bit, if I'm remembering it right, it was kind of like um, like Johnny Ketch's motorcycle. I like sent, it was a slung I forward picture in, uh, kind of motorcycle. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, now i got to put it in the notes, man. Mm-hmm. Work, work, work. Work, 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 work. Cool. Anyone interested in Thanos number one? Nope. Eh. <laughs> no. Pass. Josh Brolin. Sorry, Josh Brolin. Uh, okay. Uh, Avengers 1.1. 1. 1. <sighs> Just for uh, the number, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah. All right. The The cover looks like the, like the golden, like, not the golden age, but the 1960s Avengers in the forefront with the modern Avengers in the background. Damn, that sounds cool. Kind of faded out. Uh, Mark Wade writing uh, Barry Kitson on uh, Art and Colors. I'll tell you right now, anything to do with the Avengers, they, the way that they kind of messed up the characters, it's not... They're not characters that I'm even interested in anymore. Captain America and the whole bit, what they did with him, kind of killed any interest that I had of, of even venturing back into that world. Hmm. You raise a good point. So that's a no from James. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a no. <laughs> Eric, well, would you pick it up? Nah. Um, one point one. Is this the one where they have the the new girl, Iron Heart, or Iron Man? Uh, doesn't look like it. She's not featured in any of the art. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Girls, it's gonna be the new roads, roadie. One of the variant covers. One of the variant covers. I think the Alex Maleev variant cover Mm. is. It looks like an old like photograph of the Avengers in an action shot, but like as if it's been dropped and the glass on the front of the picture has been broken. That sounds cool. I'd say maybe because it sounds like there could be some time travely stuff to it. I'm I'm gonna pass. Because you <laughs> uh, something they don't need to do anymore. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, next. Okay. Yes. Uh, Venom number one. Which Venom is this? Uh, yes. The art looks like the Eddie Brock one. Distended jaw, long tongue, uh, like, classic uh, Venom logo. Like Agent Venom, that type of agent. I'm down. No, it looks yes. Oh, just to it find looks out, like yes. the it looks like the Eddie Brock venom. Oh, Eddie Brock. Yes. Well, yeah, but the, is it the venom? But who's the host? Do you, would would you pick it up to find out? I would pick it up and probably flip through it first. Yeah. I would well, too. what you would see is venom is back and badder than ever. The symbiote uh, you know and love has returned to New York City. Uh, no more agent of the cosmos. No more lethal protector. It's time for a new Venom, and it's great to be bad. Boo. That might be interesting. <laughs> I say boo. Yeah, based on the, based yeah, on I would, the description. I would say it would definitely be... Yeah, no. Curious. No. 
Nope. <laughs> Since we've been talking about him a bunch, Ghost Rider has a number one in November. Well, which Ghost Rider? Picture is a fiery-headed Ghost Rider in what looks like Johnny Blaze's old coat standing on top of a car. Pass. <laughs> does he have, is it actually a woman? It does not appear to be a woman. They'll blend them all together. I want the log line. I want the log line. What is it? All right, so you'd pick it up and pull it through. It's hell on wheels as the spirit of vengeance makes his roaring return. Uh, A mysterious object from space crash lands in Southern California, uh, drawing some of the brightest minds in the Marvel Universe to Ghost Rider's backyard. Including Ooh, Amadeus girl. Cho, the totally awesome Hulk. Yeah, I like I Amadeus Cho, but Ghost Rider makes Hulk. me say no. Hulk. <laughs> I, I don't like Ghost Rider with a or Hulk with a faux hawk. <laughs> so, so hipster Hulk isn't doing it for you, and car Ghost Rider even less. The car oh. Ghost Rider is a little bit more legit than than uh, Hulk with a faux hawk. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Way, way more stuff that Marvel has on offer, but I'm not going to go through it all. It sounds like... So we're like, what, like one for five in that? Yeah, it's pretty lackluster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move over to the other side of the aisle, shall we? All right. Um, <laughs> over at DC, we've got... Um, We've got Mother Panic number one. This is part of the Young Animal line, which is sort of like what Vertigo was back in the day, hmm. like mature readers kind of stuff. Right, right. Okay. Before we get too far, can, there's one book back in Marvel that might be interesting and get your opinion here. And yeah. it's the animator uh, Getty Tartarowski, the guy that does like Samurai Jack. He's doing a Cage miniseries with variant covers from Bruce Timm. Mm. Huh. Hmm. Oh yeah, this has been on the books for a long time, actually. Yeah, it was kind of controversial because it was visually, at least, like a throwback it to is, the like. It is totally. It's it's seventies, seventies version. Nick Cage, open shirt, chain belt. You know, tiara. He's wearing Wonder Woman's tiara and bracelets. But it's it's they're going um, back there. I'm gonna say pass. Really? That. I like the modern Luke Cage. You know, like, I I appreciate the history, but, you know, as well-intentioned as I'm sure Marvel's writers were when they conceived the character, it was a bunch of white dudes who'd seen exploitation movies and were like, okay. You know, I don't know how much legitimacy there is in that version of the character. And it sure isn't as interesting to me as, like, the Brian Bendis version of the character. Okay, fair. I'd, sorry, I just mm. saw that one, and I thought that one was probably the most unique book that I'd seen in a while out of Marvel. Yeah, like, visually, uh, Tatarovsky has, like, this crazy style, but I, I don't know if I'm prepared <laughs> to shell out money for that on Luke Cage. Okay. So back to DC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, well, like, Eric, would you pick that up? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one real thing that I'm looking forward to in DC, and that's coming out next month. What's that? What's that's, that? Uh, Doom Patrol. Yes, that's also part of the Young Animal line. Yeah, yeah. Gerard is. Way writing—that's like their flagship book. Yeah, that's yeah. It looks great. I haven't seen the artwork yet for it. 
Well, the cover art for number three is in the November solicit. Looks kind of cool. Uh, it's got like it looks like a girl character, and she's holding what looks to be the head of like a robot kind of thing, and it looks like they're kind of yeah, it looks like they're kind of like talking. I guess. Well, Robot Man's a, a underrated character. He was one of those. He was kind of like you know he was the throwaway. He knew he was getting blown mm-hmm. up every time. Oh my! Judging from the description, that must be Casey Brinkle. Um, it looks like, uh, she, I, it sounds like she's the point of view character who has stepped into the world of the Doom Patrol. Um, where she suddenly, like, stepped in from her normal life to dealing with robot men and talking ambulances, and a guy who literally thrives on negative energy. Surely this, Surely this new and surprising... <laughs> Sorry, I just Please finish reading the solicitor. Surely this new and surprising world she has uncovered can't be any weirder, right? <laughs> question mark. Leading question. I, I don't think that cover... That looks good, man. ...is her holding a machine head. What's that? That looks like a... Oh, I don't remember the name of this character. Anyway... <laughs> Well, it's kind of like it's weird. Like the faceplate looks to be like this off pink. I think I'm looking at a different kind of cover. color, but it, it, yeah, are you? I it's I'm looking at a variant. Sorry. Okay, would that be the Simon Beasley variant? Obviously, they didn't. Yep, Simon Beasley. You're right. <laughs> you're correct. Hua. <laughs> I was like, I don't see this name. Oh, say that. Say that again, so I can make it a ringtone. Uh, nothing. No, don't, don't. That's okay. Right. Um, Shade the Changing Girl releases issue two in November. Mm. Uh, I think that's all the Young Animal ones. Any number ones? Come on, help me out here. Well, they've got a bunch of... They've been staggering their number ones with the new Rebirth line. Slowly bringing in... I mean, yeah, Sorry, there's a Batman annual that month, uh, written by Tom King, Scott Snyder, and Paul I D. I love Scott Snyder, so... I will probably look at it. It's called Silent mm. Night. Uh, the cover is Batman on a snow-covered rooftop oh, with Gotham City looking like Christmas. Gotham City in the background. I guess Batman's position is kind of homaging Dark Knight Returns a little bit, but he's on a rooftop, <laughs> not a telephone. Does he wire. kill anyone in it? Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, and Jeremy Irons makes funny jokes as Batman riddles bullets <laughs> into buildings full of bad Bruce guys. Wayne. Three sizes. One of the bad guys day. says Martha and stops the fight. The one I've been really interested also in. Also starring is... Crypto with the Dog of Justice. Oh, poor Crypto. The uh, one that's been no, really that's... good is uh, the action comics by uh, Dan Jurgens. Yeah? Jurgens was writing back in the 90s. He was a dude who well, wrote, the death, of wrote death of Superman. And he's brought it back and it opens with Doomsday, basically Doomsday Lex Luthor, New 52 Lex Luthor. Old 52 Superman, and basically it's a man out of time. Superman's been replaced, or the, the new 52 Superman is gone. Mm-hmm. He is not to return. And old Superman, who is kind of, during the Convergence series, was kind of saved in continuity and brought back and was kind of doing things in the shadows, is now brought to the front, forefront again. And so you're re- reintroducing Superman and he's kind of trying to find his place, but Doomsday attacks, and is it hmm. the same Doomsday? And then even a Clark Kent shows up that uh, doesn't have any powers and isn't Superman, 
And it's these guys are all trying to. It, it's really well done. Huh. Cool. It was one of those I picked it up just kind of going, it, uh, you know, I'm not going to fall for this, and then I fell for it, and I put it in my box. Hmm. There's a couple of weird, like, looking one shots in November. A uh, Batman number one director's cut, Tom King and David Finch. Uh, we got uh, Batman Beyond coming back, again written by Dan Jurgens. Ooh, new talent showcase. Uh, Wonder Woman unleashes her true god of war against a parade of monsters. Superman discovers a new threat that might be bigger and badder than the Joker, not capitalized, himself. Hawkgirl solves crimes in the weird weapons unit for the GCPD. Uh, all this and more in New Talent Showcase number one. Recent graduate writers of the inaugural DC Talent Development Workshop Showcase. Uh, put out some of their strongest work yet. See what they've learned from the masters of the Scott, the masters of the craft, Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, and Klaus Jensen. AKA, this is their version of NXT. They're gonna, it's their farm league. Yeah. Which is a cool idea, but you know, yeah. now you, a project like this is what gave us Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. He was part of. I think it was something. I think they called it like the Manhattan Project or something. Something truly tasteless. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but it was in the early aughts, like, Stan Lee sat down with a bunch of, like, young writers and, was and like, worked with them. And then every so often, Marvel will still do, like, uh, I think the last one I saw was, like, a Young Guns kind of book, but it was more like a sketchbook kind of thing. This looks like actual stories from, like, authors that they're farming up. That's cool. I like that. It was funny because they actually did that, speaking of, you know, Jeff Lemire, who we were talking about earlier... He was a guy that was kind of brought up during that. He was doing his own books, but they said, all right, well, we'll try out here on a book, one or two books and one or two stories and see how you handle a superhero story. And he would do a special here and a special there. And they were doing it with <laughs> other art, or, or other writers. And eventually they kind of groomed them to get, so they could take on a Green Arrow or take on a Batman or something of that nature. Well, mm -hmm. this game sucked. Mm. <laughs> well, we're not doing that again. It was a good idea. That's too bad. You know, it was a good idea. But I think the part of it, the problem is that some of these descriptions in the books, unless you've been reading two or three books in, don't really make a whole lot of sense. Hmm. Yeah, I tried to pick out like the number ones and stuff, but well, here's one: Superman Ten, in the name of the Father, Part One, for the first time, the Man of Tomorrow and the Boy of Steel up with the Cape Crusader and the Boy Wonder in a father-son adventure you won't want to miss. Damian Wayne has been hearing about a lot about this mysterious new Superboy. Now it's his chance to find out who he is. That sounds interesting. Huh. I like Damian Wayne. He's sort of a little douche. But uh, <laughs> but that's what makes him awesome. Um, and that's not a swear, right? Mm. He's not a hipster. He's just He's very angry. Um, right. But in an awesome way. <laughs> when Grant Morrison introduced him, um, Bruce Wayne, he knew Bruce for a little while, but then Bruce seemed to die. And for a long time, the dynamic was Damian Wayne as like the sort of angry, noirish kind of Robin to Dick Grayson as a more lighthearted Batman. I just wonder how it works now that we've got grim and gritty Bruce back with grim and gritty Damian. But I don't like, think. Well, what do they even talk about? 
Ugh, people are scum. You're right, Dad. People are scum. But will you ever see the the cartoon version of uh, Son of the Bat? Yeah. The best line no. out of that is is uh, Alfred on the phone, and in the background you see Damien out there with a sword, and he's chopping up all the animals. And he says, "For the first time, I actually wish." And he says he's out there pruning the hedges. He says, "For the first time, I actually wish the hedges would win." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cute. yeah. Damien's um sort of, he's not very, he's glum, but he's more killy glum, and Batman's more like, dude, you gotta look at all the options. <laughs> That's sort of. <laughs> Don't kill anyone. That's our thing. <laughs> Unless we're in the movies, at which point I'm shooting them all up. But only hey, with Dad, my gun, Martha. Yes. Ah. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? Yeah, uh, well. Dick said you'd get it. Uh. Oh, man. I know what I said. <laughs> mm. Well, you know. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I got nothing there. Yeah. Hooray! No? What now? Uh, what now? That's pretty much it. Man, I feel like we've thoroughly exhausted comic books. Yeah. Until next week. We talked about Fan Expo a bit. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> yeah, until next week. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Uh, what else? What else? Um, Runaways is coming to Hulu. That we're not uh, going to be able to watch it in Canada legally. Can, am I the only one mad about this? Mm, yes. <laughs> we'll get it here somehow. You'll get it on Crave or something like that. It'll it'll last as long as Powers did on PlayStation. <laughs> Powers lasted. Oh man, that's like a season that and a half. Show was horribly done, like horribly. Like they didn't even oh. keep it sort of close to the comics. Well, they sort of did, but like Wolf and um, whatever his name is, the main guy, mm. who I can't remember his name right now. Like they were not. They were characters in the comic. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. That comic made Brian Michael Bendis, who all but made the modern Marvel universe. Yeah, but better or worse. Bendis just does. Bendis, Bendis writes a, a good book for himself. His Marvel stuff lately has fallen into a trap of the exact same thing. Some big event happens, and everybody sits around mm. and eats and mm. talks about it. Is it shawarma? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I read an article last week. Um, from an old uh, an old Joss Whedon interview, like Circa Avengers, talking about where that scene came from. Darn Dutton. Really? Um, in season five of Angel, they kill... Spoilers, I guess. They killed fan favorite uh, character Fred uh, towards the end, and they in the episode, you actually watch her kind of like waste away and slowly perish um, while the man she loves and all the people she loves are around her. And after they finish taping that sequence... Joss and the actors and the producers all went like just ragged and exhausted to. It wasn't the producers, it was just, just those three, three. Just Joss, Alex, <laughs> and um, Fred. Yeah. Fred. <laughs> Why is Amy your name escaping yeah. me right now? Amy Acker, thank you. Amy Acker. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. So the three of them apparently just go out to this restaurant and just ate in like exhausted silence. Then they ate shawarma. Yep, and it led. Well, they actually they 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 talked. At first, it was um, like it got it got lighthearted after like they had to deal with their emotions. 
<laughs> obviously, from working a 15-hour day of just that scene. Man, that's cool. Yeah. And to throw that scene in as a throwaway. How many restaurants have popped up thanks to that movie? <laughs> no kidding. There's there's a shawarma place opening up like around the corner from me in Westdale. I had shawarma the other and night. And I'm positive, positive that it would not be here if not for the Avengers. I, I, I thought I about that shawarma. movie the other night. I'm like, I'm hungry. I was coming home. And I'm like, hell with it. I'm going to get shawarma poop. Shawarma poutine. Yep. What? It's a thing. It's a thing. Just Where? down the street. Not too far from us. Oh, no. I dropped my game. I think he's going to get I poutine. I my drink. <laughs> oh. Wasn't meant what I meant, but sure, okay. We'll go with it. <laughs> it works. Oh. Anywho. Yeah, where would, man, do you guys have a. After an emotionally exhaustive experience, do you have a food that you guys crave? Like, is there a restaurant or a food that you would go to after something emotionally draining happens? Yeah, I, I've, I've done that recently, no, yeah. Where you just kind of, you, you're so, you kind of drown your sorrows in that meal. Kind of, yeah. I think for, for me, it's... um. Oh, gosh. For me, it's a quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's. I, like, never eat at McDonald's. But a quarter pounder with cheese, like... I'd like to say I didn't, but my waistline is starting to show I do. My new job (laughs) has McDonald's down the street. It's within, like, two minutes. And dollar drink days are evil. Because they hook you with the drink, but then you come out with a Big Mac in each hand, being like, don't look at me! Well, it's more I get a couple of the... uh, you know, the way I do it is not so much the Big Mac. I think, well, I'll get a junior chicken or two and a McDouble or two. You know, and you get three oh, or four nicks and you got a bunch of so small you, burgers and you're sitting there eating going, I- I'm ashamed of myself. You just stack them and make a giant sandwich. Can't you do that on the secret menu? You can get the secret menu if you ask for the Noah's Ark, which is basically the chicken, the fish, and the and the beef all in one. <laughs> I have my cousin works for McDonald's. My cousin works for McDonald's. I called her up and I says, "Why, you know, why haven't you told me about the the special menu?" And she goes, well, "It's mostly in the states." But I said, "There's actually something called a McGangbang." And I says, "She goes, I'm not yeah, going to tell you what? what it's called a McGangbang. It's the chicken and the chicken beef. and the beef, and, and it's double stacks." And she says, "I wasn't going to tell you." I says, "You're right. I really don't need that on my tombstone." It died due to the gangbang. <laughs> oh. I don't think they do that anymore, man. I think they used to do that on the regular menu. They do that with, uh, like, if you go to a place called uh, Burger Priest, they've actually got, yeah. you know, but theirs is all, you know, you have to know the Bible. It's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Burger Priest would like to sponsor a podcast... That would be awesome. There's one, there's one around the corner for me, too. Well, what say you, loyal listeners? Tell us what fast food you use to drown your sorrows in. Um, you can let us know on our cool Facebook page at facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. Or... Or... Or just go to our website, www.geekswithkids.ca, and you can find all of this info on there. Yay! 
Uh, special thanks to James for helping us out with this episode yet again. Thank you very much, James. Well, thank Yay. you very much. Third applause. Third applause audio right here. <laughs> um, I'm editing and I will do no such thing. Oh, dang. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> woot woot. It needs to be real, man. Oh, I felt the love. And uh, on that note, this is Spears. And Eric. And James. And and uh, Majram, everybody. Uh, and see you next week for another Geeks with Kids. And music. It's tough, dude. Uh, work, work, work. That was great. Thank you, guys. <laughs>